you know, I think as a CEO, it can be kind of lonely. <laughs> so definitely tapping into other resources, talking to peers, talking to just having some kind of consultation. I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups that are, you know, private practice owners and not just sticking with CEOs that are in your field, but also you can learn so much from other types of businesses as well. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mirja Ball of Soul Consulting, uh, Counseling and Consulting. Mirja, great to have you on the show. Thank you, Gresh. Good to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Mirja so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Mirja is the owner and clinical director of Soul Counseling and Consulting. Mirja received her bachelor's of, of arts degree in psychology from Penn State University and her master's of science degree in clinical community counseling from John Hopkins University. Mirja is a licensed therapist and approved clinical supervisor in Maryland. And in April, 2020, Mirja opened Soul Counseling and Consulting, a group mental health practice that provides individual and family services to adults as well as children. Mirja's mission is to decrease the stigma of mental health, particularly in communities of color. Mirja, super excited to have you on and for all the work that you do, you do. I know you've been very busy, I imagine, over the last like year and a half or so, but are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I am. I am. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. So I've been in this field for many years. Um, I've worked with just different mental health practices. And then I decided that I was tired of working for other people <laughs> and, um, you know, I was underpaid and overworked. And I did see that the way certain practices were running their businesses, I felt like I had some knowledge and some skill that I could do it a little bit differently. So when I started the company back in April 22, at the peak of pandemic, um, I thought that I was going to have a small group practice. I thought it was going to be three people, maybe four tops, and it would be like my little part-time thing that I would do on the side. And then... I would, again, go work for someone else part-time to supplement my income. Um, but then, you know, I guess the universe had other plans. So here we are um, servicing over 150 clients. I have about 12 contractors on my team. So it went from a very, very small vision to, to what we have now. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you so much and, and the work that you do. And it's so funny. You mentioned like the universe and a lot of times when we have plans to do something, when we're in the right place, the right time and the right spot doing the right thing, a lot of times we get rewarded with that. And, and we realize that, you know, the thing that we do, our zone of genius, our expertise is not only helpful to like the, sometimes the, the people that we have, and we think that we're going to do something part-time, but it ends up being something that is of such a need to so many people. So I truly appreciate you for leaning into that and probably having to lean into that a little bit more over the past year and a half or so. Right, right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I know I touched on it a little bit, like when I read your bio, could you take us through a little bit more on how you work with your clients, how you serve them and what that process looks like? 
Sure. So we do pretty much individual therapy services. Um, and we see children, adolescents, adults. We do couples counseling. We do family counseling. Um, I did not know that I would be doing virtual therapy and so much telehealth, but we obviously with the pandemic, that is the bulk of the services that we provide. Um, but the nice part is we do have an office in Laurel, Maryland, and we can see clients in person as well, which we find is a little bit better when we're working with the younger kids um, to see them in person. But obviously with pandemic, <laughs> people do have the choice and have the option. And it's been very, very convenient for those to get services because we're virtual as well. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I imagine that um, uh, probably, you know, it probably depends on it, I imagine for every person, but I think being able to kind of be, you know, comfortable, I guess, wherever you're virtually going to be calling in from probably helps a lot with a lot of the work that you do, I imagine, too. Absolutely. And a lot of people have been able to access services that they weren't to before because they can see us on their lunch break. They can see us you know, right at like 5.15, instead of having to leave work, take the Metro, get in your car, drive home. Next thing you know, it's almost 6.30, 7 o'clock. No one really wants to talk to a therapist at that time. Um, so it's been really nice to be able to like log off of work at five o'clock, hop onto your virtual session with your therapist and kind of have that, that time. So that's been very good. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who's um, dealt with uh, a little bit of the traffic in this area knows a little bit about uh, sometimes going one mile or even 10, mi 10 miles can sometimes take an hour, it feels like. So exactly. being able to kind of have that convenience, like you said, to, to be able to kind of have that in your schedule and still get the help and the support that you need. Right, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself individually or the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Well, I think first, first we're black owned, <laughs> women owned, black owned, um, woman, one, me, <laughs> not, <laughs> not several. Um, we have a lot of therapists of color on our team. And I think a lot of times you'll see practices that have diversity. And sometimes when people say diversity, it's one or two. Um, but for us, the majority of our therapists are of color. So I think that makes it really nice for people who do want to see someone who looks like them. Um, we can obviously provide that service to them. I think the other part is, although I'm the CEO and I'm the clinical director, I really um, give a lot of attention to the clients, even if they're not necessarily my clients. I take the calls that are coming in. If someone has questions, they can reach me directly. And I feel like it gives that personal touch. I think it's, it's really hard to reach out for services in the first place. So when you do call and you're not getting an, an administrative assistant, you're getting either me or you're getting a therapist in training, you're getting someone who is in the field of mental health. So when you make that first call, it's not, you know, it's not a, 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 per, a lay person, I guess we could say. It's not a person who is trained to do administrative tasks. It's a person that is trained to build rapport and listen to what you're going through and answer certain questions. And so I feel like that really helps because before you even meet with your therapist, you already have some sense of comfort. So I think that that kind of sets us apart as well. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to switch gears a little bit sure. and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So I am really, really learning to set some boundaries I think as a CEO, you feel like you're never off. You don't, you don't have the typical nine to five schedule, right? We don't work Monday through Friday, nine to five. 
So I think, especially as a new business owner, I think your thought is, well, I have to hustle. And I think that especially in the world that we live in and the time that we live in, like if you go on Facebook like or Instagram, everything is about hustling, right? It's about like, well, what are you doing? Who's an entrepreneur? What's going on? Like, it's all about drive and motivation, which is awesome. But sometimes that can be very overwhelming. So I really try to set boundaries, not just with other people, but also just in terms of my work hours. Um, just kind of making sure that I, that I shut it off at a certain time. Um, and certain things don't have to be responded to within the hour. <laughs> it's like, especially when you're first starting out, it's just like, well, I don't want people to wait. And I, and I got to get my clients and I, and I want them to know that like, you know, we're here and we're going to answer their call, but it's just like, you have to be realistic and you have to be able to sustain that because you don't want to start off providing all kinds of services and, and really getting back to them within three minutes. And then as you get bigger and you get busier, you can't maintain that. And then it may look like well, your, your customer service has decreased. Well, what happened? They used to call me back in five minutes and now I have to wait two days. And it's just like, what is actually realistic, not just for you, but like for the business and what can be sustainable? So for me, I mean, I guess as a therapist, we're always talking about boundaries, right? But you really have to practice what you preach. And it's like, if I don't set boundaries then I'm gonna just be all over the place and then I won't be any good to my clients or to my team. Awesome. 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 So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. Hmm. I would say a couple things, I guess. One would be, you know, I think as a CEO, it can be kind of lonely. <laughs> so definitely tapping into other resources, talking to peers, talking to just having some kind of consultation. I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups that are, you know, private practice owners and not just sticking with CEOs that are in your field, but also you can learn so much from other types of businesses as well. So, you know, even though it can be a loner kind of, uh, kind of job, but just kind of make sure that you're, you're tapping into resources. Um, also like, don't be afraid of having a product or a service that somebody else may already have. Right. So it's like, Sometimes you don't go for something because you think that like, oh, well, you know, for example, like our office is in PG County. It's like, do you know how many therapists are in PG County? <laughs> so it's just like, why would mine be different? But it's just like, you do offer something different to people. And that's, that can be important too. Um, and I also heard somewhere that like, well, think about fast food restaurants, right? There could be a McDonald's or Wendy's and a Burger King, like all in the same shopping center. <laughs> it's still fast food and they all sell burgers, but there's something different and unique about each of them. Um... The other thing that I always remember is my therapist actually <laughs> asked me one day, she said, are you more afraid of success or failure? And my first, you know, first answer was like, oh, well, failure, because that just makes sense. Right. And that's appropriate to say you're scared of failure. That, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But she was like, no, success. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and when I thought about it, I was like, you're absolutely right. So I sometimes when I want to go for something or I'm not sure if I should try this thing. I really sit with myself to say, are you afraid of success or failure? And then kind of tap into that and figure out where's that fear coming from. And, you know, fear has held us back from doing a lot of different things. And so it's like, sometimes you just got to make sure that it's not the fear that's holding you back and really plan accordingly with that. 
Yeah, I, I love, love, love that you mentioned that. And we have a lot of nuggets there. So I absolutely love that because we have like a mountain of, of great information <laughs> and knowledge and advice that you've given. I, I I love that you talked about, you know, fear of um, of success, because I think it's something that doesn't get as much um, light, I guess. And it isn't people aren't as aware of. But a lot of times when we drill down, we we don't want to go further. You start having that success and you start to self-sabotage. You do certain things yeah. because it's not that you're fearing failure, you're fearing what quote unquote change might come with that success and right. really drilling down to, to make sure that you understand that um, is absolutely huge. And I think that, you know, going back uh, to understanding that, you know, a lot of times part of that success is doing what you do in the way that you do it and, and tapping into your secret sauce. As you mentioned, the burger, you know, the Burger King has a completely different secret sauce than the, the McDonald's one right. and understanding this is the thing that I do. And this what is what makes me unique. This is the, the thing that fuels me. This is the, the why that I have. This is the passion that I have. Sometimes it's completely different from the exact same quote unquote service that somebody else is providing. And it's how you execute it, you know, in a completely different way. And I, I love being able to kind of tap into that community as well too, because your community and being able to kind of lean on those in and outside of your industry, what is what kind of makes you understand that you're not by yourself. And sometimes when days aren't the brightest, yeah. you realize that it's part of that journey, which I think is absolutely huge too. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Awesome. 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 So that I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Mirja, what does being a CEO mean to you? So my first thought was it means being a leader, but I think it also means being part of a team at the same time. So I don't want to be a leader that doesn't stay humble or that doesn't identify with my team, because if, if I don't have them, then I don't have a business, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, just trying to keep, you know, company morale, trying to keep, you know, focus on the people that you serve, focus on your team. And that way it's like, yes, be a leader, but also remember that you're, you're one with them as well. And if you can understand what their needs are, then you can help to, to provide that need for them as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And it kind of speaks to that servant leadership. And I think so many times we forget, you know, the different people that, you know, we're serving that we're providing, you know, that support for. And often like the work that we do, especially as leaders, um, it creates a ripple effect. So if you are empowering and creating that environment for the people that are on your team, they're going to serve your clients on an even better level. And I think so many times we skip over them and we skip over our team. Right. We forget about right. that aspect and we don't provide the, the impact that we could have. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Mary, I truly appreciate all the awesome work that you're doing. Of course, appreciate the time that you took today. What I wanted to do was just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and your team and find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Sure. So once again, we are Soul Counseling and Consulting. We have an Instagram page at Soul Counseling. Soul is spelled S-O-L. Um, I named the company so it's kind of after the sun, you know, rising, shining, having a, a new chance at life, hope, that kind of thing. Um, you can go to our website, www.soulcounselingandconsulting.com. You can contact us that way. Um, again, we do individual services, family services, trying to branch out a little bit into more self-care and things like that. So please keep an eye out for those type of things. And I guess my, my last nugget would be what I've learned from starting this business a little over a year ago is, you know, write your vision in pen, but your plan in pencil. Mm. 
I love, love, love that. And we'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get in touch with you. I, I truly appreciate you for the work that you do. I know it's something that is a, of a huge need. And, and I appreciate you for, for again, you know, pouring from your cup and, and being able to kind of help so many people and reminding us of how important it is, especially to, to understand that we want to have that vision of what we we want to do. We want to have that why, um, but we don't want to get attached to the how. Uh, we want to write that and pen those plans and then pencil, um, because that's going to allow us to change and adapt and to grow as things have changed and adapted as we have seen around us. So I appreciate you for doing that and remind us of how important that is. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.